0: Welcome, my ghouls, to the Phantasmagorium, on this glorious October evening, only 10 days before Halloween. I am your host, the Creeper of Channel X. Tonight we take you to a Halloween party that you may have attended as a child, one with costumes, candy, fun, and a game of hide and seek. We now present, The Blue Boy. I always think of this story around Halloween. I was eight years old when it happened, but this story will stick with me forever. I've told a lot of people about this, and the common opinion seems to be that it's either creepy as heck, or total bullshit. I think that's just sad. As I said, when I was 8 years old, I went to stay with some cousins up in the north of England in their farmhouse during the October half term. I was living off the buzz of feeling independent for the first time ever, since my parents were staying back in London and my cousins were a couple of years older, nine, 11, and twin 13 year olds, and a lot more independent than I was. I didn't know my dad's side of the family well, and I had only met them once before going to stay with them. However, I wasn't an awkward kid and made friends with everyone pretty easily. So my parents had no worries about me making friends with my cousins. I settled in quickly and loved the lack of rules around where you could go and what I could do without parental supervision since my cousins took me to play in the woods and fields next to the farm pretty much every day. My 8 year old self was delighted by the freedom of making campfires, paddling in the stream, and staying out after dark with my cousins. We got to watch horror movies that my parents wouldn't dream of letting me watch and stay up way later than at home, plus we got to eat sweets and drink fizzy drinks whenever we wanted them. I felt like I was living the dream. If you can't tell, I remember having a thoroughly good time and was even too busy to even miss my parents all that much. I was also delighted to discover that every year my cousins hosted a big Halloween party at the farmhouse in which they and their parents had guests. Something I was particularly excited about, as my parents had never been that into Halloween at home. My cousins had invited around 25 kids between them as guests, making 30 kids including the five of us, and their parents were having guests too. I remember the excitement of getting ready in our costumes with my cousins in the attic room of the farmhouse eating ungodly amounts of sweets while admiring our spooky attire in the mirror. I was dressed in a slightly too big devil costume that had previously belonged to my cousins. Around a hundred guests arrived from what I remember, and we found that my aunt and uncle had lit the huge garden with fairy lights since it was getting dark earlier as the clocks had gone back. At the Halloween party, I bobbed for apples, carved pumpkins, and played games with the other kids and had a pretty great time. I didn't know anybody other than my cousins, obviously, but as I said, I was an extrovert kid and was just happy to be there, so I excitedly chatted with everyone. When it was about Twilight, all the kids decided to head to the woods to play a big game of hide and seek. I should probably mention that although this sounds like neglectful parenting on behalf of my aunt and uncle, it wasn't all that unsafe in context. An entrance to the woods was literally at the bottom of their garden across a field, and my cousins spent half of their lives playing in them. It was quite a safe area, and there was a limit on how far the adults said we were allowed to go, even with torches. So, we ran down to the woods, and my cousins set up some lanterns to stay permanently on at a small clearing with a big hollow tree stump that all the other kids seemed to know was base for hide and seek. All of us kids were clustered around a huge tree stump, and it was decided that my oldest twin cousins would count while the rest of us would hide. Before I knew it, everyone had scampered off in every direction, torchlight flashing in the darkening woods. Most of the kids were local and knew the woods well enough to know the best hiding places. However, I still had to keep my torch trained on the ground to avoid gnarled roots and fallen branches. I had planned to try and hide with someone else, but they were too quick for me and were already disappearing into the dark trees in every direction. So, I chose a random path and ran downhill, flashing my torch to look for somewhere I could hide while remembering my bearings back to the tree stump. I hadn't gotten far before I tripped on some uneven ground, fell and dropped my torch, and everything went dark. In the few seconds that I was fumbling to turn my torch back on and flash it around, I must have flashed it upward because I saw another kid hiding in a wide fork of a tree. It was an amazing hiding place, easy to climb to, not far from base, and couldn't be seen from ground level. Can I hide with you? I whisper shouted. The kid nodded, so I clambered into the fork beside him. It was high enough that you could see into the clearing where my cousins were counting but dark enough that they wouldn't notice us. Hey, this is such a cool spot, I whispered, aware of the distant voices of my cousins counting. They were reaching the late 90s and would be seeking soon. Thank you, yeah, I know, he said, turning to me and smiling shyly. I always come to this spot. Not a lot of people know about it, he said. I turned to look at his costume in the dim torchlight. What are you, a zombie? I said. It was a good costume, pale bluish face powder and gaunt skeletal shadows drawn with SFX makeup to make him look like he was something out of The Walking Dead. I tried to be a zombie last year to go trick or treating. But my mom just drew some rubbish stitches on my neck and eyeliner and bought some Tesco zombie kit so it was nowhere near as good as yours." I said admiringly, and the kid just laughed. While we'd been talking, my cousins had begun to seek, and we heard squeals, giggles, and the sounds of running as people rushed to get back to the stump. "'Let's stay here for now,' I said. My strategy being to wait a while as our hiding place was so good that my cousins would walk out further into the woods, not expecting us to be so close to base, and we could then run to home. While we watched everyone else tearing into the clearing pursued by my cousins, we sat tight, waiting and talking in hushed voices until we were the last left. My cousins began to search for us, flashing their torches around, and despite being a good fifteen meters away from the clearing, I leant to one side to be out of any possible torchlight and accidentally brushed against the sweatshirt of the kid next to me. He was soaking wet. You must be freezing. Did you get splashed doing apple bobbing? I whispered. Ask my cousins and they might have a hoodie or something you can change into. At that moment, my cousin shone his torch at just our height, revealing our darkened hiding spot. And in a second, we had jumped out of the fork and darted in two separate directions. I ran flat out, but my cousins caught me and we walked together, panting back to the clearing. Great hiding place, we didn't think to hide there cause you can see it easily in the day. Your friend found it, I admitted. I sat down on a log by the tree stump, with everyone else who had been standing and sitting around waiting. That's everyone, someone said. Who's going next? I looked around for the kid I'd shared a hiding place with, wanting to ask him if he'd been caught too but he wasn't back at the stump. That's not everyone, I told the group. There's still someone to catch. Who? One of your friends who I hid with. What was his name? Dunno, he was wearing a zombie costume. No, Ben's back already, said one kid. And a tall boy wearing a Frankenstein costume with neon green hairspray stuck his tongue out at me. No, not him. A different boy. He was about my age and was dressed as a zombie with really cool freaky makeup. Everyone looked at me blankly. I don't know who you are hiding with mate, but there's only one zombie at this party and that's Ben. You're the youngest one here anyway. I pressed the issues for a bit, insisting that we were missing the zombie kid, but was frustrated to see that a few of the older kids were giving me patronizing glances. And i was eager to get on with another game so i dropped it and didn't think much of the zombie kid for a while a couple of days passed and before i knew it it was my last evening at the farmhouse before going home i'd had a great time and was sad to leave my cousins since i lived so far away and liked all the noise and company i wasn't used to as an only child it was a stormy night and the wind was whipping the sides of the barn house. I had slept in the attic bedroom with my youngest cousin throughout my stay, but since it was my last night, all my cousins brought their duvets upstairs to sit around, eating snacks and telling scary stories, something that had become a tradition during my stay. Usually the scary stories were predictable rip-offs of horror films my cousins had seen, but it was fun all the same. This time, however, my cousins remembered one they hadn't told me. Tell him the story about Danny Hopper. Surely he's heard that one. No, he wouldn't have heard it. He's not from around here and we haven't told him. Let's tell him. The difference between this one and all the others is... This one is true. So. I sat with rapt attention in the flickering yellow glow of the electric light as my cousin began to tell the story. It was evident that my other cousins had heard this story many times before, and it was some kind of local legend in their small town. It was told expertly in a way which left no doubt that the tale had been told by the light of many flickering torches during the month of October. The story followed a boy that had once lived in the same large old farmhouse that my cousins now owned. They explained that twenty or so years ago, the little boy had been playing alone in the woods just down the hill from their house. He had tripped and fallen into the murky and deceptively deep lake that was fed into the same stream we had often paddled in. Having been unable to swim and injured from his fall. He had struggled, but eventually drowned in the cold water, nobody having been around to help him. I sat in horrified silence as my cousins continued to depict how his body had to be dredged from the lake after his parents had searched for him for hours. But by the time they found him, he had turned blue in the freezing water that happened on Halloween night 23 years ago, finished my cousin with a satisfied expression at the horror-stricken expression I must have been wearing. My cousins laughed at my extreme reaction to the very tame story compared to many of the others we'd heard. But, of course, I was not shocked into stunned silence by my cousin's storytelling ability but rather the resounding feeling that my zombie friend had not been wearing a costume. As an adult, I have been to Halloween parties in which we played hide-and-seek in the woods at midnight. However, it wasn't each other that we were seeking. Rather, bottles of alcohol that the wonderful party host had hidden before the guests arrived. The only spirits that found us that night were those out of the bottle. Until next time, Stay out of the woods, but if you can't, and you see a blue boy hiding in a tree fork, be kind to him and offer him some of your candy.